Welcome to Mouth Feelings, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about the stuff that goes into your mouth and the feelings that come out of it. I'm Ty Burrell. I'm Johnny Meeks. I'm Mel Cowan. I'm Julia Meltzer. On this week's episode, we are uh, going to be eating a very special recipe from one Julia Meltzer's grandmother. Chicken paprika. That's her name. Guys, uh, we are going to... Her um, name's Chicken Paprika. Her name's last name is Paprika. What we're going to have to do is we haven't really worked out the technology for it yet, but this uh, this podcast will, going forward, be a scratch and sniff podcast <laughs> because the smell, guys, is oh, oh, baby, it's it's so real, good. It's, it's so good. good. It's, it's so good. Uh, I want you guys to genuinely be jealous of the meal that I'm about yeah. to enjoy because yeah. I'm going to enjoy uh, check it. Check out the Facebook posts to see, to see how beautiful this is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also on this episode, a game that we cannot remember the name of. So please let, remind us of whatever the name of this game is Thank when you. we get to it. And uh, and then a Facebook question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, answer the question. Answer the say. question, yeah. Uh, um, we're, we're, down, we're down a man today. Mr. Joel Spence is... Yes. Uh, uh, on set, uh, uh, acting, no big in a, deal. A, acting in a, yeah, it's not a big deal. He's just living hashtag set life. Um, <laughs> and we will uh, all try to be 25% more interesting. Yeah. Well, Cause that's exactly how much more interesting yep. he is. Yep. A hundred percent. He's a hundred percent more interesting than us. So, so we <laughs> yeah. need to each bring 20. We're brings. all equally interesting. That's very I think sweet. is what that means. Yeah. We're, we're each yeah. bringing 25%. Yeah. That's not what it sounded like. It's not like Ty thinks that Joel's the most interesting person on this podcast. No, if we each bring 25%, that makes one You said your thing. (laughs) Your thing? Is this how you argue? Yes. Listeners, feel free to chime in. Tell us what percent interesting we each are. Oh, don't. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. Please. Oh, dear God. That will literally tear this group apart. Oh, I can't handle God. it. I can't handle it. Oh. Okay, don't. It, it, it is interesting that all immediately we were like, no, no, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. Yeah. I don't want to know will, how boring I am. That will literally get too real. Yeah. Um, shall we dig into this? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. Uh, you have something first, to read, yes, right? Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, we've got, we've got emails and voice, voice recordings from, yeah. from Grandma Paprika. <laughs> From Kent McKay, grandma name Kimmy. You call her Kimmy? Yeah, we all call her Kimmy. Okay, let's see. Can we hear this? My mother, Mimsy, Julia's great-grandmother, gave me a favorite recipe for chicken paprika at a recipe shower, a party held before I got married. Each guest brought her own favorite recipe to share with the bride-to-be. My mother got her recipe from two Czechoslovakian cooks who worked for her friend who lived in a fancy house on Long Island. A secret is to put into the pot first several chicken thighs, bone in and skin on. 
They produce the rich drippings to give flavor to the sauce. On top of them, you can place boneless chicken breasts for those who are slaves to healthy eating. Once the meat has been sautéed in a covered <laughs> pot till tender, you remove the pieces. Add paprika, salt, and heavy cream. When warm, put the chicken back into the sauce. Serve with rice and generous helpings of sauce on top. The trick is to buy good fresh paprika, a powdered spice which is a lovely orange-red in color and derived from dried ripe peppers. The best I ever found was at a Hungarian deli near my apartment in New York City where I lived for a few years. The deli sold the paprika in bulk. Apparently, Hungarians used paprika in almost everything. I always bought the sweet, not the hot paprika. My four children and 11 grandchildren, Julia's cousins, have all liked this dish and often coaxed me into preparing it for an upcoming family meal. After 50 years of serving this casserole, I found myself recently in Budapest, Hungary, on a Viking River cruise. Oh my God, I suddenly realized I should be able to find the best paprika ever here. I dragged my reluctant husband across the city to the market in the food hall. I explored all the stalls eagerly, but to my massive disappointment, I ended up with a blue and white tin that looked very like the ones in American supermarkets. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, the next year, each casserole was dramatized by an emphasis that this paprika came from the heart of Budapest. All mouths seemed impressed. <laughs> Though I still have the original recipe typed by Mimsy on an old-fashioned typewriter, I can forward with a click to any daughter or granddaughter the recipe upon request from my documents. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That was the best. She is like a central casting grandma voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like immediately, like, it it, it immediately makes me think of like like a Disney cartoon or like, like, like she sounds like a grandma. Did you hear that, Kimmy? Come to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Kimmy, come to Hollywood. She's a very good writer. Yeah. She, is, she was a professional writer. You can yeah. tell. Yeah. You can yeah. tell. She's a very good writer and a great reader. Oh. Like, yes. <laughs> she should. She could make a living in I, this business. I want to hear her narrate Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. If she wants any pitches for her memoir title, all mouths were impressed. <laughs> the, the mouth feeling was impressed. Yes. Yeah. The feeling yeah. was yeah. impressed. Yeah. 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 All, um, all mouths were impressed. Yeah, was she was great. um she was a travel writer for Mademoiselle magazine. Mm. Wow, that's wow. A cool isn't that gig. cool? Yes, yeah, very. And then she got married, and then you don't work anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, you just they, have a reluctant husband. Yeah, 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 you have a reluctant husband. She showed me um like the the page of the travel section from her last issue, and it was like. And congratulations to Kent Garland, who is getting married. We'll miss you, Kent. Like self-explanatory. <laughs> and like, and no, yeah, no follow-up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it. She's well, done. Yeah. You'll never see her again. <laughs> um, but then she also wrote books, um, uh, like parenting books. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's a very cool lady. And I don't. And so her grandma's name is Kimmy. And I don't know if you caught. Her mom's grandma name is Mimsy. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. We're from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody have a toast for this one? Mm. May, may all your mouths be impressed? I think that sounds yeah, pretty yes. good. Let's go with that. Let's all may right. all your mouths be impressed. impressed. We'll talk to you again in 15 we'll minutes. See you, <laughs> see you on the other side. Hell fucking yeah. Oh, man. That is so good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. What was her phrase um, uh, about people healthy? Slaves to fat. Slaves to health. Slaves to healthy. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want the boneless chicken bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to be a slave. Then you have the boneless chicken covered in heavy cream. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, Julia. Very, very good. Would she um, do like a vegetable with this? Would you? Not this that I remember. This is it. This is it. And also, um, so uh, my grandma sent me that in an email. As you can tell, she had written it and she was reading it out loud. So she sent it in an email and asked if she should record it. And I said, yes, please. So my mom, she was visiting my mom and my mom was helping her record it. And I was FaceTiming with them. And there was this, and I said, oh, I'm going to make it tonight. And then there was this moment where they were both like, and the rice! You have to have the rice with it! Like, the rice wasn't, like, on the recipe oh. listing, but it does say, like, serve with rice. But they were like, you can't have it without the rice! And I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, so the, the rice. rice is the vegetable. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really blacking out on this one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> that was just a real delight. So, Julia, if you if you can walk us through, because you you said that, that this was the hardest thing you've ever had to cook. Easily, by far. Okay. So, um, what what was most challenging? Um, I think just conceptually, you put in two tablespoons of butter, which is not very much, and then you put all this chicken on top of it and just set it to a simmer. And I was like, how does this work? How could anything possibly cook like this? And I took a picture of it and sent it to Kimmy, thinking she wouldn't respond because it was pretty late in her time zone. And she called me immediately <laughs> to <laughs> um, tell me that to make sure I was doing it right because the picture actually like, wasn't very clear what was going on. And then I was, I was like, yeah, I was just confused because it seemed like there wasn't very much liquid in it. And she was like, yeah, but like the chicken is going to create liquid. And as it and did, the there was tons yeah. of liquid by the end. But I thought I heard in her voice like she was like, oh, you really don't know anything about cooking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you're correct. In, in, in your interpretation, what you heard was her going, oh, yeah. no. I've, yeah. I've, I've failed. I've given the family secret to a spy. <laughs> but it is, spy. you know, when it, it made you think, like, of course, you, this was from her recipe shower before her wedding. Mm-hmm. When she was 31, she had been, right. she had cooked so much. Right, right. I've made some buffalo chicken dip and like a lot of spaghetti. It's so sad. <laughs> well, you have, this has cracked open a door to your future. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you enjoy it? 
Or were you stressed out? I was stressed out. You were. Well, like there's, I, there's also a difference between making something for yourself and making something for a group of people. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. it it doesn't matter how totally um, how simple it is. Like that the the stress level goes up. Yeah, um, yep. considerably. So that I, I'm I'm even more impressed. Yeah, I was yeah. worried about poisoning you, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Thanks for not poisoning me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also there was some logistics about how to. It was going to be reheated. That was stressful. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, but um, it went it's, great. It's Thanks not, to Ty. Yeah, but it's not uh, a, a super high number of ingredients, correct? No. Yeah, I mean it's no. It, it, it is the it's it's chicken, chicken butter butter paprika, paprika. salt heavy heavy cream. heavy cream. <laughs> yeah, is that kind of it? Rice. And then and then your served oh, served with rice. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And and how long um, how long does it simmer? Uh. Well, I said the recipe says one hour. I did two hours. Oh wow! Which you is were really okay. trying not to poison us. So yeah. that that is actually yeah. really really impressive, and and that mean that honestly that means that it is a a very foolproof recipe because that we can attest that this was not this did not taste overcooked or dry or any, any anything like that. Uh, um, so it, it's it, slow it's, cooking. It's slow cooking. So yeah. it, it's a it's and it's a, juices. Yeah, it's a forgiving mm-hmm. recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, what were uh, what sort of family gatherings would this call for? Anything? Um, this like we would all be at Kimmy's house for Christmas. This is my non-Jewish side of the family. Uh-huh. I'm Havsies. Um, or is, it, is that uh, is that Hebrew? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have these? <laughs> it almost sounds like a Hebrew Have word. Have <laughs> Um. Yeah, Christmas. Uh huh. Um, Easter. Is she? Does she cook a lot? In general. Yeah. Penny? Yeah, and she. Um, but like, I wouldn't say it. Like. I don't know that it like defines her the way s- some people mm-hmm. are like, oh, my grandma's an amazing cook. Like mm-hmm. she definitely did and she liked it. Like I remember once when we were over at her house, she had gotten a pasta maker. We were like making pasta Ooh. and like mm-hmm. like fun stuff like that. And um, I love this for many reasons, but one of them is that it reminds me of the kind of food that my mom would cook. Which nowadays recipes have so many moving parts. It, it would be this and like persimmon and, you know, like and uh, this and that and like, you know, things to sort of throw you off in a good way. Like there's constantly sort of trying to throw in surprising elements into recipes. And I like how it beautifully right down the middle it is it's just hitting all of the yeah like and that's the way i feel like the most of the food was in our house growing up was sort of like you know four or five elements and now my mom cooks with all those other elements too you know she loves that but at the time it was and probably also just the pressure of trying to cook for kids while while she was working and everything but that thing of like four 
four or five things. Yeah, these these things are going to work. I know yeah. they're going to work. Yeah, like they like because they have to. Because they have yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like salt. and they're always dependable. To your point, right? Yeah. They're dependable things. Mm-hmm. They're it's going to be salt. It's going to be cream and mm-hmm. butter and all things that you know are yeah. going to work. People are going to like it, and uh, um, you know, uh, uh, because it is a slow cook thing. It is sort of the that like it's it's a relatively low um, impact. Like you, you, you're not slaving over the stove. Right. You're kind of like setting in the stove and then like keeping an yeah, eye on it. And you're watching like a few episodes of Love Island Hell on yeah. Hulu. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they would back like they in would Kimmy's back day. In the you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this tastes like a holidays to you. Like, yeah. Anticipation. Yeah. And, and, and while it was cooking, it smelled like her house to me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. But also some, um, some makeup smells like her to me. Yeah. Like a powder. Mm. I get that. Smells like yeah. Her, yeah. 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 How much makeup is in this chicken paprika? I really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I really get like, a a, line, like right? an undernote, like an undertone of rouge, <laughs> right. like a little bit of powder. It's not really, an MAC, like a Revlon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a Revlon. Like a, like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so right on. So yeah. right on. Honey. Yeah. We're like, high fiving. Yeah. Audience. You've got, I mean, you've got such a developed palette for makeup. It's remarkable. It, this isn't about me. This is about Kimmy. Well, sure, sure. Um, and see, so, okay, so this is a Hungarian dish. Uh, my 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 lovely wife, uh, Katie, is uh, uh, of of Hungarian and Eastern European extraction, and we've tried a couple times. I, I but I just generally do not. I, I don't have I don't have much of a palate or a, a, an affinity for Eastern European cooking. Uh, um, like I've been to a Hungarian restaurant, I've been to like a Polish restaurant, I've even been to like Veselka, which is like the you know kind of the mm-hmm. quintessential New York pierogi place. Yeah. Uh, um, and I I just can't get into it. This I love. What is I love. I'm, what is what can you not get into about it? I think yeah. it, I think That's it's the mis- yeah. to me. Um, everything and, and this is this is not accurate. This is just my like my mouth perception. Uh, uh, That's every, not the name of the show. Mouth, per, mouth perception. <laughs> That's our rival. That's our rival podcast. Perce- yeah, yeah. I hate those guys. Hate those guys. Christopher Nolan uh, podcast, <laughs> food podcast. Uh, uh, no, it's 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 just like the, everything's boiled and cabbagey, and it's just like I and, and and again, like I've found things that I'm like, yeah, like I'll, like it's not a it's not a, a, a like I won't eat that, but I don't mm-hmm. get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in the same way, like I get like excited about uh, Mexican or Thai or something like that. But um, but yes, th- this is so delicious and comforting, and mm-hmm. I, I I I understand. I do understand this, uh, um, and the, the, hopefully this will uh, open up a, a whole new world of Eastern European eating yeah. for me. Yeah. Our uh, good friend up in Utah uh, moved here, moved to the U.S. from Serbia, but is Hungarian. The the border apparently, because I don't really know my history that well, but the border actually was Hungary, and then Serbia expanded, and the Hungarians in that area stayed and became Serbs. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. the border expanded. Mm-hmm. So she was Hungarian. Her family's Hungarian. Cooks with paprika. All the time, uh, smoked paprika specifically, mm. um, and also puts a very fine point on all of that Eastern European cooking, because I agree. I think my, not necessarily my experience, because I hadn't had a lot of it. Definitely my perception, my mouth perception. My mouth perception. I hate those guys. Ugh. It's just not. Uh, a, it's not an entertaining podcast. <laughs> I don't. Like. Um, was that it was sort of like 
uh, fairly blunt, I guess. Yeah. And she, she's definitely changed my perception about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of very, there's a lot of delicate foods that I did. You don't know about, you know, mm-hmm. that are, that are, have a lot of finesse to them. That are, uh, yes. Listeners. Yeah. If yeah. there are, uh, uh, restaurants, uh, particularly in the LA area yeah. in general, uh, uh, or recipes that you, uh, either from your family or just in, in general life have enjoyed, please let us know. We'd love to hear about them. And do not send it to those bastards over at Mouth Perception. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude about this, but fuck those guys. And fuck them. No, they fuck deserve them it. And they're stupid. They now, Kimmy's listening. I am so sorry, Kimmy. I, we're going to, Joel is going to cut out all my F-bombs. We'll bleep them. We're going to bleep them. We should em. bleep everything we should in this ble- Oh, God. That would be... <laughs> Joel would kill us. <laughs> like, that's the hardest job he's, he will have had to do in, in producing the podcast. Um, speaking of Kimmy, she mm-hmm. has another, right? Yeah. Does she have another yeah, recipe? Yeah, let's listen to the other recipe. Oh, yeah. An equally delicious recipe. I have a really odd recipe for you. I got it a long time ago at a recipe shower when I was a bride-to-be. Each guest brought her favorite recipe, and this one was the most unusual. How to cook a husband from an old Charlotte, North Carolina cookbook. Many good husbands are utterly spoiled by mismanagement. Some wives keep them in hot water. Others freeze them by their indifference and neglect. Some put them into a stew by cross words and ways. Still others keep them in a pickle all their lives. (laughs) It cannot be supposed that husbands will be tender and sweet if handled in this way, but they really will be delicious if properly treated. Like lobsters and crabs, they must first be caught and then cooked alive. Since they are apt to fly out of the kettle, they should be tied into it by a strong silk cord called comfort. The one called duty is apt to be weak. Make a fire, steady fire of love, neatness and unselfishness, and then keep them as near to it as it seems to agree with them. If they sputter or frizzle, do not be anxious. Some husbands do this until they are quite done. Add a little sugar in the form that confectioners call kisses, but no vinegar or pepper on any account. A little spice improves them, but it must be used sparingly and with judgment. Stir them gently from time to time, lest they be too flat and too close to the kettle and thus become useless. You cannot fail to know when they are done. If thus treated, you will find them very digestible and agreeing perfectly with you and the children. They will keep indefinitely unless you become careless and set them in too cool a place. While this recipe is perhaps not politically correct, it contains wisdom that may never go out of date. Wow. (laughs) So Charlotte, North Carolina is apparently a terrifying place <laughs> we're just husband- 1955 is a terrifying i love i love her mm. caveat there at yeah. the end too <laughs> <clears throat> uh wow what was like too flat in the, the what was i the, think what was that? Some, some of the metaphors held up 
mm-hmm. stronger than others. I didn't get others. many of them. Oh yeah, and and the yeah. the uh, the cord of comfort and the the one of duty is the one of duty. Too that I understood. Thin. That I understood. <laughs> okay. You keep them in the pot by making their lives comfortable, not just being like, "Well, you married me." So you got to stay mm. in this pot. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't understand the what stirring them uh, would be, so they didn't become flat. There's a lot. It, of- well, <laughs> I, now that you say it, I, I have some ideas, but I don't want to say them in front of Kimmy. Uh, that that that's uh, and also uh, no pepper. No, no pepper. pepper. A little, but like a little bit of spice. A little spice, yeah. I guess there was no, there, there, like, I think in, in 2018, it's okay to have a little pepper. Yeah, well, it's 2018 but now. It's 2018. We already talked about it. There are a lot of more ingredients and that's recipes true. these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's pretty, that's, that is kind of amazing that that was, because there are also are a lot of references to essentially, you know, not I what the way I interpret it was like don't be in a bad mood oh yeah like a lot of that is just yeah. always put on a nice face yeah mm-hmm. which that's a lot of responsibility for a 1955 newlywed yeah just just keep smiling right <laughs> if you yeah. want them to stick around yeah my takeaway was yeah. that, that men are bad and have no control over themselves I, th- I, th- I, think, right? I think I think that's the underlying message of this. Got of, it. Of this recipe, I think there there is something about the tone that is like satisfying because obviously in the marriages that this is describing or whatever, the men had all the power. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. something about the tone that's like, but you really are in charge. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you know, I think that because because uh, I read something uh, in my in my wife's family similar to this. And I definitely believe that that's part of it is, is a way of sort of taking some of the power back. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. control. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, 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 it is a quiet assertion of, if not dominance, uh, a, a certain level of status. Yeah. yeah. And I love that if this was in a real cookbook, like it, it would be like, the husbands will never see this in a uh, yeah. cookbook. <laughs> this, is a, this is a fun joke between me and the gal. This is like pris- prison code or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Hello, puppies. If you have a particular mouth feeling, that is a food or drink item that elicits feelings and memories from your life, and you'd like for us to have it on an episode where we eat or drink and talk about it, please send an email to mouthfeelings at weddingpunch.com. Now, well, let's get back to it, shall we? Hi, we're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I know. Um, man, I hope you guys enjoyed that break, because we, we sure did. Um, <laughs> and, uh, okay, so we're back, and we're going to play this game that, again, we can't entirely remember the name of. We, we don't know even if it had a great name, and we've just forgotten it, it did, or if it, but... Someone should call us right now. Please call listening us. to this. My hope is that it was really pithy. Yeah. And, I mean, that sounds uh, like us. Yeah. We're, we're really good at pithy, uh-huh. awesome names that really stick in your, in your, yep. in your the noggin. Only, the only thing that I can think of now is just rename that food. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Which is just super clever. But obviously. I have some guesses as to what it might be based okay. on... It could be... Rename of the game. It could okay. be. Oh, that's good. Whatchamacallit. 
Oh, these are things we might call segments, you guys. Mm-hmm. Those oh. all sound very plausible. Yeah. I think what <laughs> I think what you call it is is maybe the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one almost sounds like it is the right thing, and if it's mm-hmm. not, it should be. Wow, now yeah. we're playing. We're playing the game. Yeah, with this the is segment, meta. So this we is need a, to start. <laughs> right, this is a classic mouth perceptions bit where we're kind of like doing an inception uh, of the of the Ugh, bit. I hate Ugh, those I guys. Fucking hate those guys. Um. Uh. Great. So, uh, uh, Johnny, you had a uh, you had yeah. uh, one that you want us to guess. I want you or, to watch him call it this. <laughs> Two all beef patties. Okay. Special sauce. Uh-huh. Lettuce, cheese, pickles. Mm. Three buns. One in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We're gonna watch him call it. This. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there onions in that as well? Yes. Onions. Yeah. And that was just off the top of your head. That's amazing. No, this is an existing... What's that? Sandwich. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, how about... I get, yeah, I got one. I got one. Go go for it. Okay. I would like to call this... Uh, um, this is the Tower of Power. Oh, that's good. That's this good. is the Tower of Power. Because it's a yeah. big sandwich. There's a lot uh-huh. going on in it. It's a... Uh, I mean, you said two all-beef patties. Mm-hmm. So the Andes aren't... These aren't little baby patties. These mm, are there's big. cheese on there. There's cheese. There's three buns. Special sauce. Special sauce. This is this is a formidable. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. Uh, um, and once you eat it, you're going to feel powerful mm-hmm. and sleepy, but also powerful. Tower of power. Tower of power. I like, it's a very uh, noun name. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Or seventies prog ish rock sure. band name. I'm gonna call it. The triple horn. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing like a guy blowing three of the. But you're but you're playing off of Matterhorn, right? Yeah. The triple yeah. horn. Are you the playing genie, off the of the genie uh, triple the horn? Triple horn. Oh. Are you playing off of Matterhorn? Like it's a tall mountain? No, I'm playing oh. off of three. There are three buns, mm-hmm. so it's and, a triple thing. And, then, and do you call buns horns? No, that's the beef. <laughs> oh yeah, no. This is actually this is great. This is a and really. And it's also deep about genie triple, triple horn. horn, right? Your favorite, your favorite part of Basic Instinct. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this the Strata Various. <laughs> wow. Whoa! Yes. Holy shit! That's yeah. Damn. Re- oh God, I. I'm ashamed of mine. I'm ashamed of mine. How did you All do I had that? Wasn't, yeah. That's incredible. You guys will be surprised to learn that this is actually, what I was describing was the Big Mac from what? McDonald's. What? What? Yeah. Whatchamacallit? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. What, what, what is that? And I think that it's hard to beat Big Mac because Mac and McDonald's. But if we were to separate that hamburger sandwich out of McDonald's, any whatchamacallit might work. Mm-hmm. Stradivarius is Oof. very good. But it's spelled S-T-R-A-T-A-V-A-R-I-O-U-S. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. That's why it's so yes. amazing, because there's so much stuff oh, in it. I didn't it. even know that part. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What, what was your... What I was, was going with the violin. You know, well, the oh, well, yeah, it's definitely yeah. Stradivarius, but, but just, Strata yeah, no, and strata, var- various just, Strata. Yeah, that's... Of, um, that's that's wow. even better. My my issue with it is it sounds like a high end 
burger. Like, uh, not, not there'd be truffles on that, some mm. gold yeah. leaf, whatever they do to that. Just just wood and and cat gut strings. Yeah, um, Tower of <laughs> Powers is great. Thanks. I really like it. it. Wow. I know where this is going. It's, He's trying to make a, you and I feel good because we're losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're uh, losing. Yeah. It intimidates me, though. Okay, fair. It's too aggro for me. Sure, it's too it. alpha. I mean, that's that's me in a nutshell. So I'm going to so. go with triple horn. Triple horn. Because it doesn't make any sense. Uh. <laughs> uh, God, Jeannie Triple Horn would be so psyched to hear she about this. She could sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to jump right in with, uh, this is a drink. It is made with uh, tequila, um, either Cointreau or Grand Marnier, um, fresh lime juice. Some people might put a little bit of agave in there, though I do not, mm-hmm. and uh, some salt on the rim of the glass. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. What could this be? So, oh my <laughs> it's so hard to watch him call this one. I'll, I'll, I'll start. It looks like everybody's really struggling, so mm-hmm. I'll start with a dumb one. I mean, I just, I, I can't even figure, I, I, I can't even figure it out. This drink, it's, if I'm going to watch him call it, yeah. and I am, mm-hmm. Tijuana Dream. Ooh. Tijuana Ooh. Dream. Mm. 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 Um. So okay. So my mine's gonna be. Wait, wait you gotta what? explain it a little bit. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just whisper Tijuana Dream, dream. into the microphone. Why not? No, I, you can. It's I, a vodka. I disagree. Well, I disagree. Vodka. It's Tijuana. It's just, like, explain it. It mm-hmm. loses all its power. There, well, yeah. I, I feel like with tequila in the name, it's gotta be Mexican. Mexican. There's gotta right. be some reference. Agreed. To our great neighbor to the south. Um, your, t- how's your campaign for office going? <laughs> Terrific. Good. Good. I'm ga- going for comptroller of Mexico. Yeah. Vote Johnny Meeks if you're a Mexican citizen. Uh, that's a that's a real that, that's a bear of a job. That's a bear of a job. <laughs> yeah. No question. Uh, Tijuana was the first name city name I could think of. Okay, great. okay. I mean, I can think of many, but that was okay. the first one that came to mind. Right. I also think Tijuana. I like the I like the way that sounds. Yeah. And then there's like, mm-hmm. there's this is uh, more esoteric, but th- the drink which I'm not sure, 100 percent sure which drink you're trying to watch him a call here, <laughs> but if it's the one I'm thinking of, that sort of it has kind of a hazy miasma to it, mm. which makes me think of a dream state. <laughs> you, you pulled that right out of your keister, and <laughs> it may still get you the the win. It's so it, good. it literally might get you a victory. Hazy miasma. <laughs> It also sounds a little bit like a like a Kenny Loggins B side. Do you want a dream? Do you want a dream? Yeah. Uh, um, Mine's real long, um, and you know, let's let's reiterate that it's tequila drink, um, uh, and it has uh, Grand Marnier or Cointreau, which is an orange liqueur. Uh, So my name is Orange. You glad I didn't say vodka? (laughs) Ah. I really, you really, shook I really Julia. enjoy that. I love that. I really enjoy that. I can't reveal too much because no, I'm no. in a tremendous uh, position of power right now. Love sure. that. Sure. But uh, that's a lovely name. Okay, mine is Hazy Miasma. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. 
That's weird. That, that, that was just like a strange. It's a crazy, well, I'm going to end this crazy, very quickly. crazy coincidence. I love hazy miasma. I love hazy miasma. It's a great name. I love Tijuana Dream. Wait, I gave specific reasons why I liked them before I turned them down. You're just saying I love it in kind of a silly way. I, I um, like that you were honest about the fact that Tijuana was the first Mexican city name that came to mind. And then I loved your improvised uh, reason about Dream. <laughs> But uh, orange, you glad I didn't say vodka is the winner. Oh, that's yeah. over yeah. the. What's the original drink called? Margarita. margarita. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, over so, margarita, because you get to use the original name if it doesn't beat it. Oh. My first thought was like, you can't beat margarita. That is a great name for that drink. It is a great name. It, it is good, uh, and I actually don't know anything about the etymology of that name. Uh, like, what, like what? What is? Is, is it based on uh, a, a city I should or a know, town? I should or, know that. Rich, uh, a Rich woman, Summer would know that. A woman named Margarita, perhaps? Um, yeah, there is actually, there's a story that I've read. That's, that's helpful. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> look we it will, up. We will regurgitate this fact. Yes. We, were gonna, we, we will look up this fact and talk about it on a I future I was not episode. remembering that that was one of the rules. So, and I, that's probably a good rule. So right? really. I'm, I'm remembering yeah. that. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so it's a if point. one wins, that's what we have to call that thing. In, right. the, in the future, I should be. We should be thinking about something that we think the name doesn't really cover it well enough. In theory, in theory, but I think this is kind of fun too. That was why I was saying like you can't. Big Mac is tied to McDonald's, but if you were to serve that sandwich elsewhere, yeah, Mm -hmm. what other name? I like. I like that rule. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So just so you guys know, though, I will be referring to those drinks as hazy miasmas (laughs) from now on. Oh, so you can play your own own victory. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I just don't want you guys to be confused. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Got it. I would love it if you ordered one like that. Oh, the hazy miasma. I, I they'll be like, what is that? Yeah. They'll be like, it's live <laughs> tequila and salt of the rib. Yeah. A margarita? No. No, okay. no it's not. No. A what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't sorry. know what that is. I haven't heard of that. Is that a woman's name? Uh, yeah, I, I guarantee you there is some LA hipster bar that has a cocktail called a hazy miasma. And it, yeah, I bet. it's just, it's just like it's a smog reference or something. Right. Yeah. But you see that all the time at cocktail bars, like a cocktail that's like essentially it's an old fashioned yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah but you added a some mint, clever name sprig yeah. or something because uh, uh, coming up with names is fun as this game tells us yeah Julia yeah I'm down it? here Julia, where are you? you go I'm down here you're in the control center yeah oh <laughs> is Joel's stuff down there oh yeah All, he made a mess down here <laughs> yeah there's a reason we usually don't go down the spiral staircase into the control well, center. Well, it's dangerous, first I, of all. Well, yeah, because he, he puts he puts just stuff on the stairs, like Legos. There's no railing. I've never been down there. What's it, what's it look like? It's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of rush posters, I think, right? <laughs> there are. That's what those are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> Yeah, they never put their title on their posters. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I no, always leave any guessing. No, well, I yeah. can't read. But. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, again, it's also it's dark, so you're kind of just like looking at sort of swirls of color. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, what, so, what yeah. is our answer to the question today? The question is, we're talking grandmas. 
What is the best or worst or most memorable thing your grandma makes slash used to make? Mm. Mm-hmm. And apparently this one was uh, a wellspring of, of people reaching out to, to I talk I love about. all these answers. We got a lot of good answers. Yes. Lisa Archuleta says, when went to visit when I was around seven, she made lengua pie. From mm. that day forward, I got a hamburger on the way and only ate her wonderful warm tortillas with butter. Oh. Lengua pie. I'd eat it. I would totally eat it. I'd eat it. I love, I love a lengua taco. I can't imagine that lengua pie would not also be delicious. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else is in there. It's a good question. I, I wonder if it's like a shepherd's pie where it's more like you're kind of putting it a in like a lot of potatoes and stuff. Yeah. Or if it is just like, like a... But like I a get meat. it. As a seven-year-old, you're not touching that. Yeah, you want a burger. And buttered tortillas. Mm. Sonia Lee says, my grandma made the best kimchi. She made cabbage and cucumber kimchi in clay pots in her apartment in Seoul. Everyone Mm. lives in apartments there. Her kimchi was always tasty. Oh, yum. Why don't you make kimchi, Ty? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, I I don't have the time to move to Seoul. Get an apartment. Fair. Fair. You've got all these clay pots? Yeah, I mean, you know my clay pot collection. And you've got uh, an entire, you've got, what, four acres of cabbage? cabbage Nothing but cabbage. Guys, don't push me on this. If I'm Mm going to do it, I'm going to come to it on my own terms. It was only recently that you pointed out that I had a cabbage farm and a giant clay pot collection. (laughs) Well, yeah. So just get the apartment in Seoul and be done with it. Sometimes people need a push. Yeah, just a little push. Well, maybe I, I don't know if I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yes. I just got out of a, a four-year fermentation uh, course, sure. uh, and I have my cabbage farm and the clay pots. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily. You can't make a connection between those three three things. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are, What do you have all the clay pots for? Uh, it's I've... like my. Um, it's like my fermentation book collection. I think a bigger question is a four-year fermentation program. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Why? Like, why did it? Did, like, is it? Was it just a year program? And it took him four. Is it fermentation in general? Do you have a degree at the end of it? Well, each class is just called fermentation. <laughs> okay. So there's not a whole lot of range. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let us know when you do. Okay. Okay. Lana Crumreen, tell me if I pronounced that right. Don't tell me if I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I only want positive reinforcement. <laughs> if I don't hear from you, I'll just be stewing in self-loathing. Don't worry. Graham made something called rag pie. I'm pretty sure it was a Depression-era recipe. She and my granddad always told me it was made of old socks when I'd ask what was in it. Oh. Once I got old enough to help, I learned it was crusts of old bread or any dried bread chunked up with a ton of sugar and milk or cream poured over, then cinnamon on the top. It oh. comes out as a custard slash bread pudding thing and is delicious. Sounds great. That sounds, that sounds really good. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that, that bread pudding? Is that essentially yeah, what basically, that is? Yeah. But I like the name Rag Pie better. Uh-huh. Oh, whatchamacallit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatchamacallit. whatchamacallit that. Yep. I love telling a kid it's old socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, this just sounds delicious. Mindy Myers says, My grandma marinated flank steak in a mixture of soy sauce, honey, ginger, green onions, garlic, and oil. Yes, please. She would grill it medium rare and thinly slice it. It's amazing. Mm. We mm. still make it for all special occasions. To me, that doesn't sound like a grandma dish, which I love. Yeah. 
She's good. Or neither yeah. of my grandmothers would make anything close to that or use ginger in any capacity. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. I'm guessing if you have an Asian grandma that that checks out though. Yeah. So soy sauce ginger? Mm-hmm. Um what 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 did your what did your guys's I mean, we know what we know what Kimmy made. We know what Kimmy made. What what did your grandparents grandmothers two, two, um or one one grandmother was a very good cook and one was not. And I've already posted one of her recipes that was the uh cornbread dressing. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. From our Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. She made that. She made very uh they were very blue collar uh Memphians, so it was southern uh poor people food, mm-hmm. but she was just great at she could just take two eggs and an onion and you'd have something and it would be delicious. She made, I didn't eat this, but she made a lot of brains and eggs. My dad still craves that, mm-hmm. that taste. And the other grand, uh, the other grandmother, the only thing I ever ate of hers was the sliced sugar cookies. Oh yeah. The pre-made mm. too. <laughs> right. And right. Coke. But I love that too. Amazing. That's pretty great. Yeah. Those, are, those are delicious. Uh, my my grandma was a, was a great cook. Similar, you know, she's from a, um, the Ozarks in Arkansas, uh, and uh, you know, I don't remember that many specific dishes, but uh, um, we always ate well there. Um, but like, well, yeah, she had this like amazing uh, uh, like rolls recipe that that really sticks out. But um, on the negative end. I remember uh, there being uh, just at one point she started canning green beans, mm. and oof, like it it was it was it was a month long struggle. Get like before we went to visit, and it was like mom going, "You're just gonna have to eat some of the green. You're just gonna have to put some." <laughs> life is life is hard. Life is hard. This is a this is a lesson on a broader level that you're learning. About sometimes having to do things. Some that people you don't have to go to war. To you, you have to, you eat, have to eat this postage stamp size <laughs> portion of green beans, and just kind of like I like I remember like the almost yeah like this is gonna happen to me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to deal with it. You're journaling about it. I, oh, <laughs> it was it was awful. Uh, but on the on the very positive side, and I may have talked about this on here before. She would make homemade coke. Uh, and, oh. and she would, it, like, I, I, to this day, I don't, don't know, uh, this is something I should ask my mom about, uh, but I, I think what, what I remember was that she would get the, like, she would, essentially like a syrup or a concentrate, mm. and then I, maybe it was somehow carbonated, but I always remember it as fairly flat, which is why actually now I really, I have a, an affinity for the taste of flat Coke, because mm. it kind of, but it, so it was like super sweet, but it, but in, in a different from like, even like the Mexican Coke kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. kind of taste. Very uh, syrupy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was a cola. She would make a yeah. cola. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't just call it homemade Coke. So I don't, right. I don't know if it actually was like the Coca-Cola syrup or would whatever. Would it get you drunk? Man, I got fucked up. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man. Gra- grandma, <laughs> granny loved to get her uh, uh, eight year old grandchild drunk we'll have to edit this out because of the coca-cola company they won't want anyone they to know. won't no 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 <laughs> no no it, no it, 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 it like back back then maybe i don't know maybe it's still like cocaine in it mm-hmm. you guys there are amazing things in here cindy Kruger says monkey bread aka sticky buns that grandma one would just magically happen to be pulling out of the oven when we walked by after school mm-hmm. grandma two once made baked spaghetti filled with tiny meatballs 
Her ground beef was frozen, so as it thawed, she'd scrape off a bit and roll it into a meatball. About 45 years later, this still makes me smile. This happened before microwaves were available. Oh, love it. <laughs> That's great. Mm, mm. Did you have a, a, a grandma thing? I think I'm in the minority here because, and I may have family who would disagree with this, but I don't believe that either one of my grandmothers or father, my, I had one grandfather, um, were good cooks mm -hmm. so it was i don't have a ton of memories which is weird but i only remember like thanksgiving you know what i mean yeah turkey mm -hmm. and and my grandmother you know putting out cranberry sauce out of the can yeah. still in the shape of the can mm -hmm. black olives you know nothing that really required a ton of preparation mm -hmm. I, I may be misremembering so if there are uh, Burrells and Hawks screaming in, at the at their podcast right now. <laughs> so Easy, so yeah. many Hawks out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just screaming at their podcast <laughs> as you do. Okay, Ryan Kendrick says, without fail, every time we would visit our grandma, she would have a fresh loaf of wheat bread straight out of the oven. Oof. She would slice it super thick, lightly toast it, and slather it with a ton of salted butter. Oh. She's been gone for over 15 years, but it remains one of my favorite food memories. That's oh. amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's one more thing that my grandma did. She had one of those old school, like, um, um, it, not a pop-up toaster, but what would you call that? Like a, just a horizontal toaster? What the fuck do you call that? Not a toaster oven. I, uh, whatever. It's one where, like, you would put the, put whatever you're, uh, the, the bread in, like, yeah. face down whatever right. uh it would just make cinnamon toast in that and that 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 is a very specific like evocative and it was just butter and cinnamon and mm -hmm. it was the best mm -hmm. okay keith malda says my nan used to make toad in the hole it was the greatest toad in the hole you'd ever taste i'm english and toad in the hole is a classic english dish it's also known as sausage yorkshire it's essentially sausages cooked in yorkshire pudding it's a working class Sunday dinner, I think originating from families that couldn't afford to have a more expensive beef or chicken or lamb with their dinner, but it's delicious. I remember as a little kid, maybe four years old, loving Nan's toad in the hole so much that one Sunday she was making it for us and she took it out of the oven, still in the oven tray, and stupid greedy me just ran across the kitchen and because I knew just how delicious it was, I literally just put my mouth on the toad in the hole <laughs> and bit down on it with the lower part of my mouth biting into the piping hot oven tray and burning my stupid mouth. <laughs> it was totally worth the pain. My Nan's toad in the hole was the best. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and that person has no lower half of their face. <laughs> I don't think we could play whatchamacallit with Toad in the Hole. That's, that's yeah, unbeatable. That is, that is yeah. a yeah. winner. It uh, also sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got two more I want you guys to hear. Karen Josepher says, lemon meringue pie. I finally asked my grandmother for the recipe because it was singularly the best pie I had ever had. She was ailing, and I wanted to make sure I could pass it down. She didn't share a lot, and I thought it would be a big moment when she replied, it's the recipe from the joy of cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can find it. <laughs> okay, and here's my last one for you guys. Oh, this is good. Okay, I'm not crying. <laughs> uh, you are crying. You're crying a little bit. I have something in my eye. Yeah, that's, that's she awesome. made the, oh, Susan Salvato White. She made the best marinara sauce. Being an Italian grandmother, it was fun watching her make it all from scratch in full Italian fashion. A pinch of this, handful of that, no measuring whatsoever. 
She'd have wine open on the counter and took frequent <laughs> sips right out of the bottle. Yes. What a fun, beautiful person she was. Oh, oh yeah. so sweet. That's great. You guys, listeners, I loved these so much. So maybe we'll have to bring this one back. Yeah. Um, People like talking about the grandmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your best thing, Johnny? Uh, my best thing is today, but yet to happen. Um, my anniversary is next week, but my wife planned to get rid of the kids tonight, so we're going to celebrate it tonight. That's amazing. You're she, murdering your kids. We got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. She just said, <laughs> like, I got rid of them, and I was like about to ask why. I was like, nah. No, they're, they're on sleepovers, and uh, we'll make some dinner and watch a movie, and she'll be in bed by 8.30, and then I'll watch another movie. So it's a double movie night, double, double feature for Johnny Meeks. Oh, man. Julia, what's your best thing? Oh gosh, I should have. Mel, what's your best thing? My best thing is that I had a um, a very tasty meal with my my lovely wife last night. Uh, We uh, I I, figuring out dinner plans for us is always a little bit of a no. You decide. No, I'll like no. No one wants so. And but we love eating. And uh, uh, so it's it's weird that we're not better at like okay. On Thursday, we're gonna do this, and we, you know, like sometimes we'll make reservations, but more often than not, it's a little bit of a uh, a, a thing for us to figure it out. And and very often we end up going to the same places, which is totally fine because we like those places. But last night, I was like, I want Mexican food, uh, I, and I we sort of impulse went to this place. It's a new place down in Bell, uh, which is not far, but also not right around the corner from from where we are. A place called Tacos and Mezcal. Uh, and what do they have there? Tacos and mezcal. And do you like either of those things? I, funny that you should ask. I love both those things. So it was down the middle of the plate, right in my heart, and it was it was great. It was uh, uh, it wasn't a long drive. Everything worked out. I got tacos and I got mezcal, and I got to hang out with my lovely wife. So it was a uh, it was a win all the way around. Um, Ty, what's your best thing? My best thing is. Um being back here with you good folks, I've been out of town for um, uh, almost two months, mm-hmm. six, seven weeks. Um, and I landed back in L.A. a couple nights ago and uh, realized, remembered what a lovely place it is to work. And, um, and I like hanging out with you people. All right. Julia, what's your best thing? Well, my best thing is the chicken paprika. (laughs) It was like so fun to make it and to talk to Kimmy about it. And it was so great. That was great. And you guys liked it so much. We did. did. (laughs) So gratifying. There there are, there's a little bit of chicken left and there, (laughs) there may be some, uh, some post podcast discussion about uh, (laughs) where that's going. What happens with that? Everybody's going to make their case for, uh, why they deserve it. Uh, but no, it should, should go home with the, the creator. Well, I have some at home. already, so. Well, hmm. 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 Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mouth Feelings. The show is produced by Wedding Punch and Ryan Middledore. Artwork is by David Blaze. Music is by Joel Spence, mixed by Jason Murgo, and that's Allison Phillips singing right behind me. Find us on Facebook at Mouth Feelings or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mouth underscore Feelings. And you can email us at mouthfeelings at weddingpunch.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. 
Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is, yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.